Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the JZO Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Crime is rampant in the streets. Criminals are everywhere. And why does no one answer this call to justice? Because they're at the Chatham-Kent Expo at the John D. Bradley Center in historic Chatham, Ontario, May 8th and 9th. Celebrity guest Tyler Maine, star of X-Men Halloween and Compound Fracture, is available for autographs and photos. Come dress as your favorite comic or pop culture character and compete for valuable prizes in our second annual cosplay contest. Watch the superstars of Pure Wrestling Association in hard-hitting action. Main event is Chatham's own Team Tapout taking on Revelation. Be sure to check out the JX3 Film Room for films from Chatham and around the world. And the video game room hosted by Game On Entertainment Services featuring a Super Smash Brothers tournament. And a day full of gaming card games, board games, even a Magic the Gathering qualifying tournament. So, Rob, how much for all of this? Well, Mike, funny you should ask. $15 for the Masquerade Ball and $10 will get you into CKX the next day. $10 for all day? $10 for everything. What a deal. So, Mike, where am I going to get my tickets for this? Tickets are available at the Game Masters Emporium at 55 St. Clair Street, Chatham, Ontario, and also available on GoFundMe.com slash C-K-E-X-P-O. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man And welcome to another episode of the Movie Madhouse. I'm Rob. I'm Jason. And I'm Mike. And we are here in London at Shockstop 2015. And here's Jake. Thank you so much. We just started. Um, Thank you very much for having us here at uh, Shockstop. Hey, I'm glad you guys came. This is... uh... That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Now, this is your fifth year, right? Year five, yeah. Year yeah. five, still staying strong, still fighting, still <laughs> kicking burgers, still, you know, giving hot soakers and having a good party. <laughs> what made you want to do this? Uh, we started this show, we wanted to do it for a while. We used to... Um, we used to do off-site events for a large uh, convention in Toronto. Um, so we started, because what we originally started doing is we booked 35mm film uh, and did theatrical uh, revival screenings, roundhouse screenings, mm-hmm. uh, midnight shows and stuff like that. And um, 
we would put prints that coincided with the guests at the, the big expo, and then well, we'd get a table as vendors, and we'd go, and we'd you know, promote the off-site event, and we'd partner up with them u- using their guests, and uh, it just was like, you know, it's it's crazy spectacle any kind of time you go to a show. But um, I guess it would have been the year before year one for us. Uh, we were doing a show and we said we want we want we found a really really rare uh, print of "I Spit on Your Grave" starring Camille Keaton. And okay. we said we got this print; it's amazing. You guys should get Camille Keaton. And they were like, "No, nah, we aren't going to get her." And we're like, "Well, we're going to get her." Like, so we're like, "Screw it!" So we 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 brought Camille in. Yeah. Um, and we made an agreement with her to do the screening, and we got a table for her, like our table, to sign. And then once she showed up and fans started going crazy about it, they obviously, they, they took her and they moved her with the other celebrities. But, I mean, which is, it's good. It was good for her. Yeah. But it was a great experience, great weekend and stuff. And then after that weekend, we were in the car driving back and going, why are we doing this for somebody else? <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't... You know, we got in touch with the people. We we, 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 we booked a guest. I was like, why are we booking guests for somebody else's convention? Yeah. Yeah. This is James. This is James. Get in, get in on this. Yeah. This is James. He's the other organizer. This is the man with the hatchet. What? I'm walking around. You're talking to everybody. He's stealing all the promos. I'm walking around getting beer for everybody. The solo cups, styrofoam. The, the vodka eats right through the styrofoam, just like gasoline. So you have, you, you have the alcohol? Yeah. We man. need to talk to we him. We need to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. What, what are we talking about? We're, We're talking, talking about Shockstar. Oh, Shockstar. How you guys got started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what he said. He's a good guy, though. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying we decided to do our own show instead of working for somebody We're, else. Instead of working for the man. That's right. Now yeah. you are the man. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My wife don't seem to think so. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. You're the man here. Oh, here. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah. No, the fan's the man in Shock Sock. It's all about the fans, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah, we're just about to raffle off this valuable prize, aren't we? Yeah, you got to get it signed. Oh, you got to get it signed. Nobody wants my signature on it. Well, yeah. thank you very much for talking with us, guys. Oh, no, yeah, he's, he's, he's better than me anyway. <laughs> I'm better on the mic. Yeah, pretty good. You're pretty good, Mike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why right. he's a singer. That's right. He's a music. You should ask about his musical career. Music? Seriously? Yeah, tonight, uh, the official Sharkstock After Party band, Sparky Damage, is playing, which is a band that uh, we we started, uh, James, myself, and two organizers, and a couple of our key staff. We decided that rather than uh, having to struggle to find a band to play every year, we would just start our own band. That's a good idea. It saves us a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we just had to, we, we play like one show a year at Shockstock, and it's pretty great. We play like wild, crazy horror movie music. and But you're the headliners, man. Yeah, we get the headliners. <laughs> yeah, awesome. But it's not like that. It's not like we, we you know, it's not, it's not like we're, it's, it's not an ego thing. It's about, it's totally about getting more back to you, the fans. Yeah, right? the fun. You were there last year at Sparky Damage Show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 How was the show How last they play? Year? The show was great. I'm looking forward to this year. It's just hopefully it's not as bloody as it was last year. It got bloody last year. It's really? Nice. Yeah. In the middle of the set, my guitarist smashed the guitar over my head and no. knocked me out. That's why he's throwing his hair on your Yeah. <laughs> I brought the scars. So, but yeah, it's like, wow, it's crazy. And we, it, 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 it embodies the show as well because it's a big, big, big spectacle. Like, we like the spectacle of 
shock stock. We like Barnum and Bailey. You know, we like grassroots, fun, crazy, out of control atmosphere that we created there. So. And it definitely is. I had a blast here last night, and that's why we had to come back today to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys came back. And that's that's what well, I'll remember, I was, I was at work last night, and all of a sudden my phone just blew up. You got it. What are you doing tomorrow? Because you <laughs> cancel everything because you're coming with me. Oh, okay. I knew we were recording. I just didn't realize. Poor Jason really took the bullet for us. He's supposed to be at work right now. Oh, he's sick? <laughs> yep. Yep. Having nice. a problem with my eyes. Couldn't see myself going to work. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so, yes. We, I know you're busy, so we'll let you get back to doing what you're doing. Sure. We'll hit pause and we'll wander around. Awesome, guys. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Jake, so much. Okay, back at Shockstop. We are now here with, let me get this right, Glacier Productions. They're doing a live presentation of Night of the Living Dead. I got to tell you, I was I was pumped when I saw this last night. I didn't know it was a play. I walked by that poster four times. I thought it was about the movie. So, yeah, um, how long have you guys been in production like this? Uh, for this show, once we acquired the rights, we started our audition process in January, and we've basically been in rehearsal since February. Since February? Yeah. Okay, and you play Johnny. I play Johnny, and I'm also the artistic producer of the company. Okay. And then you play Barbara. Excellent. And this is May 12th to 16th at the Grand Theatre in London. Okay. Now, you also did one before this, didn't you? Yeah, we did Evil Dead the Musical last year. Uh, we've kind of always been in that, like, darker comedies, like, and for the, when we did Evil Dead last year, the horror fans came out of the woodwork for that one. It was, it was our most successful show, so we wanted our next show to kind of uh, cater to that horror genre as well. And this being another classic, as soon as we found out we could get the rights to it and the show was available, we wanted to do it because Grayscale has never been done on stage. That's, that's the part I love. I know because we're an audio podcast, yeah. people can't see this. But yeah, it's all shades of white, from white to black. It's yeah. all awesome. Yeah, it's no black color at all. So it's like black and white come to life on stage. Yeah, and one of the other special things about our production is we have like a certain zone you can sit in to get a fuller experience of the actual <laughs> 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 Yeah, so we have the graveyard zone this year. Last year we had the slaughter. People were getting sprayed with blood. Like a Gallagher event. show. Nice. This year, graveyard zone, anything could happen. Zombies could come you out. You pick your burial plot and then you... <laughs> 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 you all need to kind of wave it. <laughs> no. Okay, where do I buy tickets? I'm getting this right now. See, that's nice. We're right here. You guys have tickets have available tickets here? right yep. now. We're selling yeah. them and That's the week after CKX, too. Yes. If you know what, what, what day you can come, I got the tickets here. We're 70% sold out, and then I took all the remaining tickets out of the box office to sell here. Whatever we don't sell back, I'll put them back in the box office for one day. Okay. I knew this would be a big push to be here this weekend. Now, you have a website, too, I'm noticing. Yes, uh, iglesiaproductions.com. They could, they could look up past shows that we've done there, plus what we're working on with this one. And to buy tickets, there'll be a link on there as well, but you can get them at thegrandtheater.com as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. There we go. Thanks a lot. Okay. And don't forget, that coming to get you, Barbara. Okay, now we just passed one of the vendors here. I'm, I'm, I'm recording, so we just passed one of the the crushed glass I, art. I wish this was video. Slay it mosaic. Slay it mosaic. That is fantastic. 
we'll, we'll take some pictures if, if we're allowed to with the artist and we'll post them up on the on the page because some of the art is incredible and it's all broken and crushed glass check out that planet terror one right there yeah it, it, it's it's amazing some of the stuff that they're uh, she's managed to create with glass. great detail yes. using that medium and her poor husband yeah. yes who has to wear slippers we can, I'll, I'll make sure we chat with them for a second too absolutely all right yeah. was, the 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 travels continue okay we are now here with my name is Yaakov Levy and I noticed you have some comic books here that are awesome what, uh, which one did you start with well Tales from the Horror House of Horror is the flagship title. Okay. I present horror comics, a new genre, with a W. Horror plus horror. Dr. Jekyll Gynecologist has been added recently. It's a sci-fi title. This is our, how long have you been doing this? This is really the second time I presented them. I debuted it in October, but I went away for the winter, so this is my second time uh, putting them out. This is awesome. As you can see, I'm beating back hordes here. <laughs> well, I actually was here yesterday, and I came by, and I saw some of the stuff. And I meant to stop by and talk to you. I didn't have a chance. But I wanted to find out about the books, just because you don't see titles like that. Yeah, I'm thinking you know? of creating a genre here. Where it's the Red Light District of the Cemetery. And it's kind of a new genre, because it's monsters in, and hookers interacting. <laughs> and, what, you know... It's the the monster's got to get laid, too. Exactly. And I'm surprised this combination has not been made before. You know? <laughs> it's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's <laughs> right. It's right. Hookers in the graveyard, you know? Yes. No, I'm noticing... Dead, dead and buried hookers. Killer bra. Lloyd <laughs> Kaufman uh, was a fan of my films that I made in Ukraine, starring the world's oldest, ugliest hooker. Oh, nice. <laughs> Baba Allah, which is, means Granny Allah. <laughs> and he funded the Killer Bra, my first and only English film, so that he could combine them. And he, he distributed, Lloyd Kaufman distributed these with trauma. That is awesome. Titillating terror in two double D. Nice. <laughs> it's utter nonsense. Oh. And note the premise for everything was real. <laughs> that is awesome. And you said this is the second time you've actually been out? Yeah, but although a guy in Detroit publishes these, he's been sending them around the selling them around the US very successfully. Okay. He's actually gone through two um, editions of it. Well, thank you very much for talking right. with us. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't forget the question. <laughs> of course. This is where... Go. Are we going? Okay. We are now here with Mike McBurn. See, I'm the bad person. I slaughter names even on our show regularly. So. Uh, you guys are working on a film now, right? Uh, yes, we are. Yes. It, it picks up really well, so don't worry. Okay. Sometimes um, too well. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're, uh, we just finished uh, shooting our my first feature film, Secret Santa. It's a throwback slasher to the cool VHS uh, slashers of the late 70s, early 80s. Lots of blood, lots of carnage, a little bit of skin. And, um, yeah, we're just here to get the word out about our cool Excellent. And your name? Uh, I'm uh, Brent Baird. Yeah, I'm uh, one of the actors in the film. Is this your first role? Uh, well, I've done, uh, done some shorts. This is my first uh, feature. feature like, kind of, we're not going to play a leading role in it, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I know the trailer is looking This is an awesome trailer. Yes. yes. <laughs> and your name? Uh, my name is Maya Ellen, and I am production manager. Production manager. So you look after these guys? Yeah. <laughs> Take care of this event. Yes. So, yeah, you said it took you, what, 15 days to shoot this? Yeah, we shot it in 15 days. We did it uh, over the, uh, it was total, 
six weekends over the winter months. So um, we'd start Friday night, seven o'clock, shoot till about four in the morning, or sometimes till weekend shooting till the sometimes till the sun came up. Come back the next morning, shoot again till about four in the morning, and then Sunday shoot from the morning till about 11 o'clock at night, and we uh, got it all. Got so you didn't really have call sheets, you just showed up? Well, we, we had we had call <laughs> sheets, and we, had, we, we made sure we were organized, or else it would have been probably a disaster. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you know what? Like, we, we, we shot the film on six grand, which to one person is a lot of money, but in a, in a film, it's, it's no, not. that's not It's nothing. Yeah. So we were that's able like a trailer to, for one of the actors. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and so we were able to we put all our money on the screen. So the camera, the lighting, the special effects. Carlos from the butcher shop did our effects and they looked something amazing. Now that's one thing I just found out. I kept reading everything on the website about the butcher shop, and I thought he actually owned a butcher shop. <laughs> I today noticed Maybe he'll the sign. Cut, cut you a nice script loin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling like a putz right now, but I have to get that out there. Now, do you have a website or? Uh... We actually we uh, I, I, the website's kind of down right now, but we do have. Uh, I, I'm on Twitter. So I'm just at, uh, this is bad that I don't remember my Twitter handle. It's just my name, so it's at Mikey McMurrin. So at Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, M-C-M-U-R-R-A-N. No spaces or capitals. Um, and uh, we also have a Facebook page uh, for Real Phobia Productions. This is the name of our production company. So like Film Real, R-E-E-L, Phobia Productions. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's where you can kind of see some shots from the movie. And, um, you know, we're just kind of keeping people updated, especially on Twitter is the best way we do it. We have some pictures from the production. Perfect. So did you do your own editing or did you have an editor? Or? Yeah, I, I, I do my own editing. I actually, I'm writing, I wrote it, directed it, I'm editing and producing it. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a labor of love. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love it. Like, it's just so much fun and and uh, like we haven't started editing the feature yet we're starting this week but editing the trailer was a blast and uh, I can't wait to start I'm, I'm giddy to start <laughs> I've been trying to get him to come to CKX okay yes, yes. yes. so just keep pushing that okay? oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'd love to come oh. well thank you guys so much for talking with us thank you hopefully we'll talk more definitely sure. thank Thanks. you alright let's do some flavor here okay so we're kind of looking over the vendor section right now and it's an expansive vendor section. And it is eclectic at the best. Like, there is so much different things. Oh, I think there's, like, if there's a movie that you wanted, either VHS or DVD or Blu-ray, I'm sure somebody here has it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Guaranteed, if you need to find, like, that one old 80s classic slasher or older or rare find, you're going to find it here. And the posters. Absolutely. Like, oh, Italian or maybe, I don't know, Italian or Mexican Red Sonia. Yeah. Argentinian. 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 I spoke to him, yes. <laughs> sure, why not? I yeah. need an Argentinian Red, Red Sonia poster. <laughs> and then the other poster vendor has all the Italian vendors. Uh, he's got a ton of them. I just saw the one, the, the 10 air anniversary Rocky Horror poster. Man, I would love to have that. Yeah. Big wedding cake with the little dolls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just looking at some of the things. So we got Ultraviolet, Rotten Rags, there's, let's see, the butcher shop is one of the, the special effects things. Yeah, there's Locked in the Cellar. Locked in the Cellar. This, just some of the create the creativity in this place is just off the charts. We haven't spoken to him yet, but Troma is here. Yeah. And so is Black Pond Productions, as well as Fangoria. Yeah, okay. So, 
we have uh, quite a few people that we got to get to, so we're just going to cut this color crap out a little way, and uh, on we go. On we go. Hit it. And now we're here with Justin and Dan. Now, Dan is going to be also at CKX in a couple weeks. That's decided to get together. We uh, had a great idea. We have a comic book called Hostile Entity Location Lockdown. It's a supernatural jail for demons. I wrote it, Andrew, the first issue. Uh, I'm working on the second issue while Dan is working on another one for the Public Valley. It's like a Sasquatch adventure based on the BC. Um, all under the jailbird banner. And because we're correctional officers by trade, It was originally going to be a screenplay because I have a background in film. And then I thought, okay, well, what about a graphic novel? And then find out fans starts chatting. And it's like, okay, we just started just chatting. It came about. So from the script to print, three months we got that issue down. <laughs> oh, I tripped. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun. 
I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait till uh, Suki Expo. Awesome. Now, do you guys have a website? Yeah. It's on, it's on the overmedia.com. It's on the card. Okay. So, uh, we're, still, we're still tweaking the website a little bit, but uh, we're getting there. So much between, the, yeah, between the shows and doing the artwork and commissions and everything else, it's, it's coming. It takes time. Our podcast is called the Movie Madhouse, so it's movie oriented. Okay. So that's why we're doing a shop stock episode. Okay. It's all movies. Right. So what exactly do you do? How did you get involved in Shopstop? Uh, a few years ago, I was invited with uh, I was invited to play here, and actually we put together with the other songs. And uh, I, I like the people here, the energy, and I I live in Toronto right now. I, I am from Italy, but I moved 16 years ago to Canada. So to me, Shopstop is very cool, so I can drive here. Yeah, that's true. And this is a, a great place to, to meet people and very uh, good This place is a lot of fun. Everybody just comes and enjoys themselves. That's what yes. we yes. Do you have a website? Uh, our website is www.goblinofficial.com. It's the official website of Goblin. So we are just... Uh, uh, a lot of people that dance, uh, that copy us, or maybe uh, influenced by us, but we are the real ones. So on the, on the website you can get all the beyond links. Now you said that's GoblinOfficial.com? GoblinOfficial.com. Okay, perfect. And uh, we just released a new album. It's called Four of a Kind. In this case, it's not uh, related to a movie or a soundtrack. It's just an album. It's sound like progressive rock. That's a Okay. And... Uh, so you do your own stuff as well as movie stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And we tour. We did uh, recently three tours in the U.S. And uh, we've been to Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and Europe. So in the last uh, five or six years, we were like uh, reborn in some way, playing a lot of uh, live concerts all around the world. That's cool. But they were fun expecting us since uh, the 70s. So that's why never say never. So we start doing Exactly. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great weekend. And you too. Okay. Uh, now we're talking to Giovanni
Uh, one of the big movies that I... Oh, there it is. Cannibal Throw. I actually saw that under a different Michael, uh, and 
Yeah, yeah you, uh, that that one with uh, Nicholas Cage and Connery, you know, the yeah. prison, you know, uh, the, rock. the Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little movie, a little tiny one. <laughs> you know, uh, some people don't understand Michael. I get him completely because he's just a big kid with an erector set, and uh, you know, I mean, one of the best reviews I ever saw when I did Transformers. Into the fallen, uh, the, the late, late Robert Ebert said uh, it was like a three year old playing with a bunch of pots and pans. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that is, because that's what you want. You go to be entertaining. Be entertaining, but you can't deny that those movies, I mean, everybody goes to them. I just saw when they announced Fast and Furious is getting ready to do another one. 2017. Yeah. And Final Destination is probably going to do another one. Not official yet, but that's the word. Now, would you be involved in that one? Yes, I'll be involved. Maybe they might explain some things. That would be cool. That would be. Yeah. You know, I I just did a reunion with uh, Bernard Rose, who directed me in Panaman. We did a new version of Frankenstein that was at the Brussels International Film Festival. We took top honors, the Golden Ray. Because of that, we got a distribution deal with Alchemy, so we're going to have a theatrical release in North America and Europe. And we're really, really proud of it. Uh, on Twitter at Tony Talk to the Boy, you can see the reviews that have been like cascading so far. So I'm really, really proud. Wow, that's exciting. And I'm going to be in this next one. So for you future actors out there, don't come on the set with an attitude. If you've been chosen by somebody to be a part of whatever magic you're doing, do it the best you can. I'm not saying that you piss up to somebody, but like. It's a teamwork. Making a movie is a, it's a relay race. Everybody's got an important function. From the sound man to the cinematographer to the grip. Everybody without that person, the movie packet made. So just appreciate that. It's not about ego. It's about playing. Uh, you do that, I guarantee you, you will get more work at least with that individual. And who knows? That person could be the next head of the studio. That is very, very true. You don't know where they're going. You don't know where anybody's coming, so why not be quiet? It's very little effort. <laughs> now, I gotta ask, what's it feel like to basically be a character like Candy when nobody is standing in front you? No one's even tried to take over that role. Like, there's been a couple jokers, you know, but. Um, you know, uh, I'm honored. I mean, I don't. But I know, you know, I got over nine action figures. Uh, do I bring them out of their cases and play with them? No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe one day when I'm in the old actor's home. Uh, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I just love my work, man. The thing I love about theater the most is that it's live and people come to see it and then it's gone. It's not filmed, so it's only existing memory. I've been on Broadway twice, done a lot of regional theater. Right now I'm doing a one-man show based on uh, Jack Johnson, who's the first African-American uh, heavyweight champion in this country. It was like a 1910, but he had to go through a lot of things because it wasn't acceptable. He was a very flamboyant man, spoke five languages. He was a major race car driver, so we've been touring around the country. We're going to be doing UCLA Alumni Association in September, which is going to get us into more colleges. So that's my pet baby right now. Is there a way to find out where that's going? Yeah. If you go on my Twitter feed, we announce everything there. It's at Tony Todd 54. It's a company called Working Stage. Uh, this is what Jack, for you people that can't see, he was just, uh, he always fought with a smile on his face, but he was undefeated. 
And uh, 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 he, he lived life on his own terms. He refused to be pigeonholed. He had to unfortunately spent seven years in exile because uh, the only way they could take his title was to come up with a fake law which called the Man Act, which is transporting a woman across state lines for moral purposes. You know, see what I had anything to do with it. But they came with it. <laughs> You know, so it's a good story. It's fun playing in everywhere we've done it. People, that to me, when you get a standing ovation from that, after you put in an hour and a half, and they love it, there's no other film in the world. That is indescribable. Is there any any chance that that may see a film version? Yeah, there's been some people talking about it. You know, James O. Jones, who was my mentor, did a, another version that was loosely based on him called The Great White Hope. And, uh, oh, okay. I've worked with James three times, and you know, I never met a man who keep a voice in my life. And I remember one time we shot a film in Africa, and uh, the first time in Africa, I was surrounded by the wild animals, and I kept hanging around James. And James, where are you going today? And he says, I'm going out to meet my green. And I said, green after that come along. And he says, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I may or may not have found it. But yeah, it's about spirituality and listening to other people, you know, caring about humanity. I'm not one of those guys you see on a magazine. I'm not, you know, I can even, I walk the walk. I have some cats, I'm a cook, I have a gardener, I have two beautiful children. My daughter's getting ready to graduate from Columbia Grad School in two weeks. I turned down three jobs because I've been at this that day. That's important. That's very important. I know. When I spoke to you last night, I actually told these guys when I was leaving, uh, we were walking out, and I said, "Did Brian have a great night?" And you turn around, tap me on the shoulder. Did you have a great night too? Of course. It's like how difficult is that? It's a people person. It's about making people feel like a person. Without any of us, the world would be a smaller place. Yeah. Hey, I gotta point out, this is the guy. This is this is the guy you want as a friend, because he's the only person who could stand up to Jason Voorhees. But he tried to kill you twice, and you kept coming back. Okay, he knows. <laughs> now, I, want to ask, I love Kane. He's a cool guy. One last one little question. This Adam Green, by the way, is one of the. An example of an independent filmmaker. I met him at a convention years ago in Pandoria, and he came up to me about like 10 things. I'm going to be making films someday. And we talked for a half hour, and I tried to encourage him. Three years later, we came up with Hatchet, and uh, I didn't want to do it at first, but uh, he convinced me that he was going to do two, and the second one I would have an expanded home. So I took a chance on him, and it paid off. But since then, we've become good friends. I was at his wedding. That's it. That's about being a person. Sharing. Yeah. Sharing mutual interests. Or even if you have a difference of opinion, discussing it. That's respect. That's the one I'm looking for. Even if you have different opinions, you still respect the other person. Everybody's valid. 
and you want to know where people come from. I used to teach, so maybe that's what I was doing. I taught middle school kids, and that was one of the best times of my life before I went to New York. Something tells me kids didn't fool around in your class. Oh, they, I taught playwriting, so I was doing something creative, and I was telling them that they all had stories within themselves, and they just, they came by, they were early for my class, like marks to a plan. They were like, they want, the teachers were jealous of me because, you know, but you gotta love it. Love is infectious. Well, that's just it. I, I see a phrase where I work all the time is if you love your job, you'll never work again in your life. That's not, it. That's very true. That's it. Because the minute you love it, you're not working. Work. Exactly. And that's now, you were another little you dead that we Yes. And I my wanted to first, ask, My first lead role. That was awesome. I, I, I'm not huge on remakes, but I watched that one in Pilgrim's. And I just noticed on IMDb there's none of the great origins. Yeah. Well, actually, I made that two and a half years ago, maybe even three. It's Japanese anime, so it's taking them forever to draw, to draw and explain painstakingly. And I got to reprise Ben 22 years later, and I know a little bit more now. Have you seen any of it yet? To, no. no? You don't know if they got your, got, got the well, image, right? I saw screen captures, but yeah, it's me. You know, I've also done some, I've been lucky to do mocap work with video games, so they call the duty black box. Stands out. Did you know he was in the car? Shut up. Okay, it just didn't <laughs> hit me because he's so different from anything else in, in the crow. I just didn't realize it was him. But ah, Tony Todd, man. There you go. This is incredible. And he's such a nice guy. Like, just to hear how, how he takes it. He's just, as he said, he's just a big kid. And you know, he, he gets, gets to play. play. He gets to play. And, you know, to hear the, the projects he's got to go, you know, that's, I, I want to I want to see this Frankenstein. The Jack Johnson, I've heard of Jack Johnson, the boxer before. I've heard, that, I heard of a little yeah. bit of that story, yes. Uh, it would be, I, I would love to see that, that one man. Yeah, he comes from the neighborhood, right? I have to try and catch it. Toronto, it'll more likely be Toronto. Most likely. It could be Detroit, Windsor, like, it could be, it could be Detroit. Detroit. Oh, sorry. Oh, so, can I see John? He's, he's around. 
I did see him. We saw him come in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So more. more. I. I. Oh, okay. Chris, we got a little something coming for you. Yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob's, uh, Rob's trying to pull some soap here. This is amazing. <laughs> this is downright amazing. Ah, damn. Okay, so that, that's enough this of this. Is, this, is, this is an amazing experience. I, I admit, not entirely my, my cup of tea, but I can't help but feel the energy. You can't help but appreciate the creativity, the artwork. That the passion all these people have for this genre, for everything that they're doing here. Well, that's the thing. I said everybody's here to enjoy the, their passion and the creativity that everybody is sharing is just off the charts. It's amazing. So, okay, we're gonna. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. He's. he's j- Rob is trying to swing something with Tony Todd right now, but we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Enough that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Our this is audio video. This is all audio. Okay. And we are now talking with Black Pond Productions. Distribution. Distribution. I'm so sorry. Your production. Uh, we've been uh, up and running for just over three years, um, so we put out uh, seven titles so far, and we've got our eight one eight title of course that we have May, uh, and we're based in Guelph, Ontario, so uh, our west of Toronto, and uh, yeah, we, we're flying around all southern Ontario as much as we can. So we're, uh, yeah. what, what made you decide to start this? Um, basically, the, the owner of the company, Chad Archibald, who is also the owner of Black Pond Films, so that's the production uh, company. Okay, right. So, uh, but um, basically, his experience has been making movies for over a decade now, and uh, he's seen every kind of contract and every sort of deal uh, come through um, for his own work. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to start up a separate company to say, uh, let's pick up uh, films from other filmmakers and give them, give them a bike shot, getting it out there, giving them a really good, helping hand, so we get the product out there, getting noticed, and get people talking about it. So, um, we just kind of sat down and we said he needed some help, and that's how uh, me, and, uh, me and Chris got involved as well as me. And uh, yeah, so it's four of us, and uh, yeah, working hard. So, that's cool, because yeah, you have some amazing titles. Like, now your new one coming out. Horsehead? Horsehead, yeah. Now, is that your production or is that someone else that came in and did this Yeah, so all of the movies are, are, are films that we pick up for distribution. So we don't, uh, we've had a hand producing a couple of them, but, but for the most part, they're other people's films that, that we pick up the rights for in Canada and distribution. Uh, so for Horsehead, uh, it was a French film, so it was filmed in France, uh, shot in English, so there's no subtitles or anything like that, but uh, they got English speaking actors to film in France. A beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, sort of like the cell cost of record for a dream, uh, that type of that type of vibe. So it's all about the uh, nightmares and dreams and that sort of thing. So uh, really, really visual and visceral movie, and uh, it, it's great. I mean, shot in, in, in northern France, so I mean the architecture, the land, like, you know, there's no the set that needed. Yeah, all the bridges are like you know, hundreds of years old. It's just a beautiful looking film. Uh, it's also 
also going to be our first film that we're going to release on Blu-ray. Uh, so we are releasing standard DVD, of course, uh, as part of the, our collection. But uh, we're releasing two disc collector's edition of Force Head on Blu-ray, and then the five copies only. And it looks absolutely stunning. So and let me ask you a question because we've been kind of hearing, you know, horror coming back as strong as it has. It's actually starting to generate interest in the VHS market. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys gotten to think about getting into that at all? Uh, we, we, we've dabbled. Uh, in Tree Falls, which, are, which, are, which was our uh, first release that we put out. Uh, we've been run on, on VHS uh, as far as just, just, for, uh, uh, just for fun, basically. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, pretty heavy to look around. So. Well, yeah, compared to this, you know. <laughs> through the Vampire Club. It's just for fun to be just released. Yeah. And uh, Tree Falls is a very grindhouse-style film. Um, so that really kind of called for a VHS release. I just don't think our newer titles are more select to release on VHS. They just have a different target market. We would be open to it in the future if we found a title that was, yeah. that was more, more grindhouse in a sense. It's uh, that 80s throwback. Yeah. That's really yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, still, we're still working on uh, uh, getting our releases out of Laserdisc as well. So, uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Laserdisc. Wow. Nice. Uh, I love Laserdisc. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, uh, 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 but it, you're so a really player awesome. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something will come back, right? But uh, yeah, but we'll have to see. But um, you know, with, with the Horsehead Blu-ray, we really wanted to put together a package that's really cool for fans. Um, we also have a, a package online which is an exclusive uh, uh, Blacklist Club. So it's called Blacklist. So what that is, basically, it's just a, it's, a, it's going to be a hundred of our, our most dedicated fans that are part of that Blacklist, and, and we, we might uh, expand it year over year and that sort of thing. But uh, people, when they sign up, will be able to get exclusive news, uh, information, like sneak peeks and stuff before anyone else does. Uh, and also, uh, uh, they get the, the package itself with a lot of kind of freebies and, and, and like cool collector items. That's actually, yeah, I saw that online. I thought that was uh, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's uh, and we try to make it feasible, but we, we also like we're fans of movies ourselves. I mean, that's the, the number one thing is that we were horror fans ourselves and film fans in general, and we like buying stuff just as much as everyone else. So, we wanted to put together releases and and, and, and uh, you know, packages that that kind of help out people that are kind of collecting DVDs or like getting into horror or whatever, so they can get like, a really good value for their money and, and uh, some really good quality products. So, one of the things we really pride ourselves in is just the artwork and the. Uh, set up and design of our releases. Um, it's not just the trap sheet, the black case, required out. Um, we really spend the time to develop ideas to make the artwork interesting and relevant to the film. I love Horsehead. Yeah, awesome picture. Right. So uh, that's our entire house uh, design guy uh, who works with us. And uh, yeah, he does an amazing, fantastic work. And uh, he also did uh, uh, the Tree Falls cover and he also did the Disney Path cover as well. So uh, he's uh, in the door. Actually. So he's uh, a yeah, fantastic guy. Fantastic. Now, uh, you guys have your website. What is your website? Uh, it's blackbondistribution.com. Uh, so you can check us out there. All of our trailers are on there. Our stores on there. Uh, pre-orders for horse that are on there also. And you can also hit us up on Twitter and uh, on Facebook as well. So on Twitter. The Twitter Twitter.com. Sorry. Distro. At blackbondistro on Twitter. And I believe the... Facebook is 
top meet, and make sure that our offers are the best that we can possibly get. So uh, that's uh, really Stripping the horror genre, right? Yeah. Sticking, yeah, um, good. yeah, for now. I mean, like, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think that we, we try and put out a variety of horror films. Uh, you know, we, we try not to release the same release over and over again. Like, I mean, we don't want to put the same movie ten times over. So, like, there's variations of horror. We have a psychological horror. We've got a, you know, a slasher horror. We've got, um, I would say, a uh, more sense, more like a... So we try, and, we try and put something out that's a little different each time. Um, I wouldn't say that we've never branched into different genres or different subgenres, but I think for now like, we'll probably stick into horror. But uh, you never know. I'd, I'd love to put out a, love to put out a, a, like a sci-fi horror. They're they're hard to find. They're really hard. To, it's hard to do, right? So yeah, a really good idea in sci-fi. Sometimes uh, it's. Uh, I may have to talk to you guys then. I've got a story. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And it's not only the candle holders, it's uh, everything. It's the candles, the little glass jars, the prayer candles, all that stuff. Okay, I'm going to have to get that from you. What is the Dead Glamour Girls? Dead Glamour Girls. Okay, well, I started a company called Living Dead Productions, and Living Dead Productions and Andrew Hunter Photography came together to create the Dead Glamour Girls. It's uh, a bunch of women that are zombified and gorgeous. So it's sexy zombie pinup women. And it's on a calendar. And it's on a calendar, yes. yes. We do prints and we do everything, um, but we thought to showcase it in the calendar. <laughs> um, why not? No, absolutely. And I noticed you do like a, a zombie thing. We do. And take pictures. Yeah, you could. Uh, we always have one of our models with us. Today we have Dead Glamour Girls And uh, you could come get zombified and take pictures with, with one of the girls. That is awesome. Now, this isn't your first time here, is it? Shockstock, yes. It is your first yeah. time at Shockstock? How did you get involved in Shockstock? First saw it online. Oh, actually, no. I think I ran into one of the guys at uh, another con. I think it was a Niagara Falls con. Yeah. He told us about it, and uh, we came and did it. Are you having a good reception here? Yeah. Today, but today is like trying to pick up now. Like, yeah, it's the first day. Yeah, it's usually the first day. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking time with us. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> still have a flashback. <laughs> you seen that? I've seen that. You have a libation. Not a problem. Can I use my real voice? This is my real voice. I like the real voice. Yeah. You won't ever let me use it because we make like a horror movie. And I'll do a little kill. And I'll do That's an iconic killer voice right there. You'll remember that forever. They go, can you use it when you're in the struggle? Yeah, that one. Do that one. Don't do that one too much. That is awesome. Now, you're here, your big claim to fame was the, the Texas Chainsaw, but you've been in a billion things, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes. I, uh, and I often ask myself, what did I do? <laughs> well, see, I was here, a lot of fun. I was here yesterday and I recognized you. And it wasn't until I got home last night that I remembered from where. He's the guy, the guy in the laundromat. No, not that guy. The other guy. The other guy. <laughs> you were in JFK. It's, it, but it's a lot of fun because people come up to the table and go, that guy. Like, one that ate your dog? Give me some parameters here. What am I agreeing to? <laughs> they go, what? <laughs> That's when they swallow you. Oh, do you know why I got cast in JFK? I got cast in JFK. 
because anybody could have played the part. It was like a, one of the FBI guys who was just asking the woman, you saw, uh, what was it, the shot at the Harvey Park? Jack, you saw Jack Ruby on the dress, you know, with a gun, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> but anybody could play the part. But when he found out, when he saw the film, found out who I was, he wanted to cast me so he could talk about Chase. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to know the scene where Jerry McMahon gets out in the swing and she walks through the house and the swing just badges he wanted to do a
Now, the other one I want to ask, are you in a movie called Plan 9? Oh, yeah. Plan 9 from Outer Space is hot. That is a great movie. It's iconic, you know, it's 
when they did the remake, they did, they went over the top gore. Yeah. And gore for gore's sake, I lose it. I, it just doesn't have no appeal to me. You know. <laughs> you just saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> but I spit in your grave. In its day, the original was shocking. It was truly shocking, and you just don't you, you don't get that nowadays anymore. Well, when you do, it really stands out. We look at a lot of the stuff. I did. I remember watching it myself. No, they're both in my place. It's just like ooh, blew my hair back kind of thing. But I said the remake now is it because we're so desensitized? They have to go over the top with it. That's right? exactly it. The problem is, keep going over the top. You're already at the top. There's nothing else you can do. Sort of. Actual snuff film at this point because of graphics, because of effects, everything can look so good and so realistic. Yeah, we've reached at the limits. Is it? Oh, it's on now. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that could be scary. That could be could be sad. But this is the work in progress. It's our first time doing uh, a roving live show. This, yeah, this is so, a very interesting uh, experiment that we're pulling right now. You know, we're going to have something here. Yeah. So. We, we just want to see off it. We'll see what happens. All right, so we'll... Oh, is it recording now? Yeah, we're... we're yeah. Oh, we recorded our club. On our, on our memories <laughs> of the original Ice Bunny. And we recorded the club. That's so nice. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, what about your memories of Ice Bunny? It was one of the first movies when I was young that I got on VHS that was bootlegged like 90 times. So it was so grainy and it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. See, I don't know if I ever actually made it through the whole thing. Because it was, as I said, it was on a tape. Another movie, might have been Star Wars that my uncle had, and I watched that, and I just kept it running, and... I don't think I ever made it through the whole thing. It freaked the hell out of me. I was like eight or nine years old. Mm. Probably not the best age to be watching. I no, probably not. No, but no. who puts that on the same tape as like Star Wars or a kid-friendly movie? You need to have a conversation with your uncle. Yeah, that's not us. It's him. I know. We didn't do it. That kind of shaped the man I am today, so <laughs> I can't really. We need to talk to you. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. We go. Moving on. Ready? Hit it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're doing this entire show on Shock Shock. So, that's it. Okay. There we go. So we're going to sit here and have a chat with Eugene Kerr. Oh, oh, I did so, didn't I? I'm so sorry. It's, it's oh, no. <laughs> and that's how Good. you get candy. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> okay. Um... Thanks for talking to us. How did you get involved in shops? Two. 
I remember that. I was trying to, I, I remember when I was trying to figure out what role we do the Giants moon. I thought so. I thought so. I remember that. I remember you, you emailed me to that script you had for your audition. I remember that. <laughs> You always get that stick. They just hit me now, yeah. But you can tell you love the train. It was the train. Yeah. Now, when this was yesterday, I found out you were a singer. I got that one album. Why can Yes.
Right here is good. We're good. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. Okay. Hi. Um, we're here with. Can I get your name? Val. Val. And you are from Slay It Mosaic. Yes. Yes. This is your first time at a convention, isn't it? Yes. This is my first convention. Yes. And this you, is our launch. And you brought your hobby. Yes. This is not a hobby. This no. is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> we actually spoke a little bit about it earlier. We were off to the side talking about it and telling people about the crushed glass and they used to make these. Roughly, how long does it take to do a piece? Just an hour. It averages probably about 20 to 30 hours on an average per piece, yeah. depending on. Sometimes it can go up to 50 hours. What, what made you start this? Um, this I saw a glass sculpture once, and it, it gave me the idea to start it, and then I accidentally broke a, a picture and saw the shards of glass made other another picture, so I just it just snowballed from there. It was just like a very weird, I expected that. very I expected strange inspiration. Yeah, I dropped it and I went, oh. inspiration. Oh, And what it was, it was, it looked like a wolf, and I just started making this wolf. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. so, and then it just, and then they just kind of got a little bit better over time, and they used to be gifts for friends and family, and now, it's, now people are buying them. So, I'm getting custom orders from the states, and um, yeah, it's really exciting. So, now, do you do strictly horror themes, or? Um, or is it just now, because of yeah, uh, I'm thinking about doing the comic expo maybe in the fall and switching genres, but um, I'm just just kind of going with the flow right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, because this, like you said, this is your first time. This is your hobby. This is. This, are you having fun this weekend? I'm having like a blast. This is so well, much fun. Yeah. Looking at the little flourishes, especially on Ash with the shotgun and the bolt on Frankenstein's neck, just those, the glass itself is fantastic, but those little flourishes that you've added just make it that much more. Yeah, I try to put a little, I try, it doesn't always work, but I try to put one little prop that's not glass on there. So. The one that I saw yesterday that sold when I was talking to you was that uh, Ash with his boomstick. Yes. And it went outside the frame for the shotgun glass, and there was actual shells. There was actual bullets. Nice. Silicone yeah. on there. They weren't charged, though, so it was legal to stop. Yes. <laughs> so now, do you have a website? Yes, I do. www.slayitmosaic.com. It's currently under construction, but it should be up and running in the next day or two, or you can go on Facebook. Book, just slay it mosaic and I'll add you on there if you ask. Perfect. Excellent. If you don't mind, would you mind if we snapped a couple pictures? I would love it. Okay, and then we're going to get them up on the Madhouse website. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks. All right, thank you very thank much. You so much. Thank you. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling. And we're sitting here with John Sorry. <laughs> Miori. There we go. <laughs> He's been butchering names all day, so this is part for the course for him. So. And it's actually butchering just, is an interesting choice of words. Isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be okay if it was just today. I tend to do it every, every time. We every, uh, every episode that we do, at least <laughs> like you can't even think about doing Cumberbatch's last yeah, name. If, so. if we ever meet Benedict Cumberbatch, he's going to beat the crap out of Rob. Oh, yeah. He can't say that name. I've given up, and it's now Cumberbund. That's close. Yeah, exactly. So now, in dealing with Mike, uh, he tells me you are dealing with Mike. Uh, yes, among other things, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what do you do for fun? What, what did you well, say? Um, to to explain the the idea of professional zombie, I've been in. Uh, 
roughly 30 zombie films. I've kind of lost count now. <laughs> it's around 30. And uh, started off with um, 2005 Dawn of the Dead. It was a zombie in that. And uh, the remake, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Land of the Dead. Uh, survival of the Dead. Those are those are some notable early ones uh, coming out soon. Night of Living Dead Genesis. Oh, the real Genesis. Yeah, nice. Uh, but you know what's funny is I'm not a zombie. I am Charlie Harlan, the news reporter. Oh, on TV. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. changing it up, changing it up a little. He's, a, he's he's expressing his range. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It all works out. So you started doing this by volunteering. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what? That's not true. It, it, I did some volunteer stuff, but the very first stuff I did was background. And uh, and so I was being paid for background, and it just so happened I, I did maybe four or five zombie movies as background and just, you know, ended up being featured in some way. So, yeah, I'd say first background, a few volunteer things here and there. Yeah, it's been fun. Okay, what else do you do? Uh, I used to be an elementary school teacher. I retired, and uh, I'm pretty much uh, full time in uh, films now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You were just telling us you were late on the set last night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were filming uh, "Bringing Up Baby," which is a segment for uh, anthology film I'm doing called "The Friday Night Death Squad." Okay. Yeah. Now, is that for your show? Because I know you do that show. Yeah, I do Partially Devoured Movies. I did two seasons of Partially Devoured Movies. I keep saying that, that that'll be it, but you never say never. never. <laughs> and there's we need a, more Johnny Goulash. <laughs> there, there was a spin-off movie, uh, Johnny Goulash Escapes from Creightonville, that uh, um, I guess I'm kind of revealing right now that... Uh, um, signed contract to have it released on DVD so I'm hoping that's going to be very soon and we'll see that Excellent. and Friday Night Death Slot has Johnny Goulash you know? oh awesome <laughs> I'm a fan I'm a fan of Johnny Goulash excellent excellent yeah he's definitely in the movie so that is excellent I I still haven't seen Johnny Goulash oh well yes and me and Cumberbatch are gonna <laughs> yes I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> I do want to see it. Honestly, I haven't had a chance to watch any programming whatsoever for the past year. I see. Busy editing these podcasts. Well, yeah. No, that's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no excuse. I understand. I, well, yeah. <laughs> but I will be catching up very, very soon. Nice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking with hey, us. Hey, no problem at all. And uh, Femur Creek. Talk about Femur, Femur Creek. Femur yes. Creek. Yes. yes. That's what he's here for. Yes. yes. Oh, that's right. Over at the, the thing. I'm the, sorry. The we're Femur not, Creek table? We're not at the table. <laughs> you know what so it I'm is? Is it's just, yeah, I'm involved in just too many things <laughs> is the problem. Yeah, uh, Master of Femur Creek, I play the shape, uh, one of the, uh, the, the psycho killer in the film. And uh, Kyle Heitman and I have uh, you know, a, a very similar love for 1980s horror films. So uh, it was, uh, you know, Match Made in Heaven. It was such a fun film. And, uh, yeah, everybody should see it. It's great stuff. And then how did you get involved in Shockstock? Like, how did you get through it? 
Oh, I'm just here helping uh, Kyle do some promotion for the mill. Oh, so it was Kyle it. with the film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Having a good time. He dragged you along. And... Yeah, no. <laughs> Hawking the merch. That's yeah. what that is. Just drag one leg behind me along. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that going around today. I'm Surprisingly. Always, you know what? It's, it's funny because one of the things that I've done a couple of times where as a, uh, as a zombie on set that's been in so many movies, I get asked to um, give kind of like a zombie course, like a crash course to background actors. So I did that for Plan 9, and I did it for another movie called Revelation Trail. And uh, it, it's great to, to talk to people, and I almost always tell them, okay, a lot of foot dragging. We've seen, <laughs> seen a lot of foot dragging since you know, 1978's Dawn of the Dead. It's, yeah. it's time to let it go. Yeah. You see, that title has come up a lot today, Plan 9. It was just released in Australia, and yes. we're hoping I mean, that is a zombie as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Don't look at me. Don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I just, I really want to see it because I love the original. You know, in all of its horrible gloriness. You know. Yeah. yeah. This will, this will be a very loving tribute, Plan Nine, because I mean, John Johnson just has nothing but reverence for the original. So, it, yeah, it'll be a, a loving tribute. It'll it'll still be fun in places because a lot of John's movies are. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it myself. I, I I'm a graveyard ghoul, so I'm gonna take nice. you know, and it's very very Johnny Gormo. Nice. nice. <laughs> very much so. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, no problem. Alrighty. All right. Johnny. <laughs> All right, we're rolling. Okay. Well, what was your shock stock? Wow. Shock stock. Uh, first time experience, or not my general cup of tea, but man, I'm digging this whole vibe, the, the energy, the, the some of the costumes, the, the sights, the sounds. Now we're stars. starting to get to the smells. <laughs> the stars. Tony Todd, man. And Johnny Ori, of course. Yes. Eugene Clark. Yes. Oh. Ed Neal. Yeah. And he was a character. Oh, oh my God, yes. <laughs> he was priceless. So yeah, I I plan to put this on my calendar every year. Oh, oh definitely yeah. now. You know? Yes, absolutely. Count me. Every, you said everybody, if you, if you hear about it, go to this because it's a real fun day. I can see this making me be, making me become a horror fan. Yes. Yes. Well, originally I was sent here by Chris. Like Chris said, we want to hit Shockstock, but no one can go. So like, okay, I'll take the day off. I'll go because I got nothing better to do, right? And so I came <laughs> last night. Is that with two film <laughs> in the can or need editing? But I got here last night, and like you said, the energy, the people, like walking in the door. Eugene Clark's the first guy talking to me, you know. And it's nothing like the stigmas of Hollywood people. No, no, they no. make you feel like part of the family. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's and when I got on the horn and started texting you guys. And Tony Todd spent 20 minutes chatting, just chatting with us. Yeah. Fucking amazing. And us talking to him was like, you mind taking a couple minutes? No, not a problem. Well, <laughs> a couple minutes later. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, definitely. So, shock sock. Definitely thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Five thumbs thumbs up. If you're a fan of this genre at all, even remotely, or you have fond memories from a childhood, whatever, get down here. Well, not only that, but Jason said, he's not a horror fan. No. But but he came down here, and you have a blast because the people make it fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you're any kind of a creative person, you walk into that hall, and 
the, the juices, the creative juices start flowing. And, like, you want to create something. Because it's not just horror movies. No, there are no. people in there for special effects. There's vendors in there that sell amazing pieces of art. Yes. And there's, like, there's filmmakers selling their films. Yes. So, all right. So we're going to wrap this up. So for another week of the Movie Madhouse from Shockstock, <laughs> this has been Mike. Jason. And Rob. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com.